Excellent. So hello, everyone. Uh, welcome to our webinar. So today we will be talking about uh, the end user experiences and basically how to make their life better, how to improve the, the, the ServiceNow platform usability. And uh, one thing to be mentioned at the beginning. So uh, uh, during the whole session, uh, you are uh, having ability to ask uh, the questions, so you can write them in the in the chat. And at the end of the session, we will try to answer them uh, straight away. If it's not possible, uh, we will of course try to uh, contact you directly. It depends, uh, uh, you know, uh, if you are able to to answer them. Uh, right now or not. Now, service portal UX jobs, basically the uh, end user experience uh, uh, related topic. Before we deep dive, I would like to share like the foundation of the idea, like why we are actually touching this topic. So when I'm talking to the customer, to different customers discussing uh, different uh, uh, different scenarios, different issues, gaps, etc. The user experience is uh, one of the most common topics, right? And when I ask what the users are doing, facing like, you know, unexpected, urgent, critical issues. So what's the reaction? And the very common answer is we are calling IT department or we are sending an email. Or there is even an answer, you know, even after the pandemic times, answer like, I'm, I'm going to the help desk, like physically, right? Walking there and uh, asking for help. And you can ask the question, is there a portal where they can raise an issue? And the answer is yes, there is a portal, but it's not being used. There's no tickets, no traffic, no, uh, uh, you know, no visits and it means that something is wrong and of course we are not saying that we we want to remove all the channels and stay with the service portal no th that's not the message we are just uh you know expecting to move the balance a bit uh, a bit towards uh, self-service approach and this is uh, uh, what we are going to discuss today right but maybe before we get there i would like to, to engage you and ask about this scenario. So there will be very short survey. Uh, let me know if you can, uh, you should probably see it already. And if you can, if you can say, what would be your approach? What would you do? What is your fault? Or what are the users in your organization doing while they are facing unexpected issue or something critical, something to be fixed immediately. All right. Let me give you 10 seconds more. I don't know what I can do. I like this answer a lot. All right, I, I, I think it's, it's enough just to uh, 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 just to show you. So there are different uh, uh, different answer uh, different answers, and basically it means that uh, it happens, right? It proves the topic that some people would go to the portal; it's there. Some would write an email thinking it's it's uh, uh, it's the most. Um, it's the most, uh, 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 the fastest way, right? Some would call the, the IT and some would say, I don't know what to do, which which is an issue as well, right? Anyway, let me uh, uh, finish this short survey and go back to the presentation. So our topic for today is service portal UX traps and ways to improve that. And now, one thing I forgot, maybe the introduction. So my name is Sylvester Yassa. I'm a, I'm a solution consultant and pre-sales manager in Spock. I'm working with the customers on daily basis, like discussing 
uh, what are the needs, what are the issues, and what is the solution for them? Basically, of course, using the ServiceNow platform capabilities. But there is one uh, uh, more persona here today with me, uh, so uh, far more important in my eyes. Jacek, who is our UX expert? Yeah. Hi, everyone. Yeah, I'm Jacek Vitek. Uh, I'm a UX and UI design expert at Spock. And basically what I do is, you know, help our customers with all things related to interfaces and user experience itself. So mainly, uh, mainly service portal, the service now application sometimes and the mobile applications, and, you know, and uh, sometimes it even extends to product design itself. You know, I very often have a look at the, not only the front end, uh, but also the back end. So, you know, I have, usually have a pretty good picture uh, of the user experience itself and how it can be improved. Yeah, thank you. Um, so again, the topic uh, for us, I would rephrase it and basically we don't want uh, our users to look like uh, the guy on the screen, right? That's, that's the whole story. And in order, to, uh, in order to, to explain it better, to show you it better and having Jacek here, who is our expert, so that would be the guy on the on the right. Uh, uh, so the, the UX doctor, we can say. On the other hand, I'm going to show you a very common scenarios, very common cases, similar to the one I, I already touched. Like there is an issue and what to do, right? And uh, following this kind of a uh, this kind of a setup, we will try to deep dive the topic and uh, a bit more. So. Let me actually start uh, to not waste more time. Imagine I'm a user. I'm a user, I'm working uh, in the middle of the day uh, and suddenly the service or the application I'm using or the equipment I'm using, it doesn't matter, right? Something is wrong, something uh, is not working and I cannot deliver my work. That's the whole story, right? I was working and suddenly I'm not able to, to, to uh, uh, you know, deliver uh, the tasks or perform certain activities. The whole story, right? What I do, I was told during the onboarding that the best way to approach or to behave in such a scenario is to is to go to the service portal, which I'm going to, to do right now. And of course, the question is like, where is the portal? I, I need to find it. And you can ask yourself is, if the, uh, if the onboarding uh, of the new employee is the only, only, uh, only moment where you communicate such a things where to raise an issue. Anyway, in, in, in our case, it was like that. So I need to find the portal first, it takes time, but then I open the portal and it looks like this. And the moment of silence is because I'm a bit shocked. Right? Um, I was told this is the right place to find the solution. And I see services. I, I'm, a, I'm a young employee in this scenario, so I don't know what is a service even like, I'm, I'm not sure like if, if, if it's the right place, right? Then on the right side, um, there is a list of Things, yeah, and for me as a user, not technical, those, the, the list are the things. I don't know what, what's, what's that actually. And then I'm browsing, I'm browsing, I'm browsing. And five minutes later, uh, I'm still browsing and I'm still looking for the right place, the right link. I'm on the bottom of the page already and I'm still not aware what can I do and how? And actually, um, my my impression is that I, like I'm overwhelmed with the with the page itself. But on the other hand, I'm not guided. I'm not. I'm I'm just frustrated, and I'm not going to waste more time. Basically, so what is going to happen is basically I'm grabbing my phone and calling IT because, yeah. No more time wasting. That's that's the whole story. Yeah, and you know this is a very common occurrence, and I would like to you know analyze it a bit and tell you what happened, why it happened, 
and then maybe late, later on I'll provide a better example. So, you know, basically, let's just break it down. So, our user who is, you know, not very familiar with these kinds of services, but, uh, you know, he could as well be familiar, but, you know, they're using it every once in a while, maybe twice a year, but it would still be uh, probably not, but they would be very familiar with it most of the time. So they came here, you know, it's technically, it's, it's looking good. Like you have a full uh, service catalog. Uh, you have so even some item icons, description, you even have a search. If you couldn't find easily what you need, you have a search at the top as well. So, and this is basically like, this, you know, it, it, it looks fine. It looks fine. You just have to find what you need. And, you know, this is basically where the first trap is. So services uh, very often rely only on the, you know, like the basic means of navigation to actually, uh, you know, uh, guide their users. Uh, so like here, it's just the, just the top navigation. It's just the catalog and it's uh, just some probably basic search. And the user not being very technical or maybe just being unfamiliar with this, this kind of thing uh, got basically lost. They couldn't find what they needed. And, you know, they probably became frustrated and they left. They stopped using the service. They didn't actually uh, end up using it. Uh, and it basically, you know, now the, uh, now someone, some of the other, you know, channel of, you know, uh, help, help desk is now busy uh, with this thing. So what this, could, what this uh, example is lacking is basically uh, uh, a guide for the user to, you know, to actually help, help, help them find something. And now what I would like to, you to show, show you, uh, you know, a better example uh, of a similar service. Uh, you know, it, it doesn't look that much different. You know, it's pretty similar. So yeah, you have a top navigation, you have a link to, you know, the full catalog uh, as well. Uh, you have a bit more prominent search that is actually, you know, is like almost asking you to use it, uh, which is probably good because, you know, it will be, it's very common to use search. I mean, users very commonly use search on, on those kinds of uh, portals. Um, but the main thing here is that, you know, on the whole screen, you, you see the whole screen, it's, you know, it's a screenshot from a uh, pretty small screen, a small laptop probably, uh, and you can still see everything. And at the bottom, you have catalog items displayed uh, right there. You know, in this case, those are actually some popular items that are accessed by, you know, most of the users. And, you know, probably like 80% of the time, the user will actually be looking for one of those solutions. So you can actually, it's, it's very good, very good to personalize, um, personal, personalize the portals to your users. You want to know your user, you want to know, uh, how they operate, you know, what they usually need, what, what, what the, you know, and uh, you, you don't want to assume um, they're, you know, they, they have any kind of knowledge on how to actually use the portal. So, and it doesn't, doesn't have to be popular items. It could also be just, you know, very broad categorization that is self-explanatory or have a, has a, you know, some kind of short descriptions that, you know, this is all the user requires to actually navigate through the portal. So in the end, you want to guide them and make sure they find what they need. And so basically to like summarize it, um, yeah, you, you want to make sure that you guide your users. You want to make sure you know how they, how, how they uh, access your portal. Uh, as I mentioned, you know, this, this, this was actually, you know, uh, built for a, you know, small laptop screen. Maybe you want, most of your users are using, actually using mobile phones. Uh, to access your portal, then you have to consider, you know, mobile first approach maybe. And so overall you want to help them navigate through the portal, not just throw, you know, some basic means and have, have them go at it. And, you know, this way they will actually, uh, consider using your portal in the future and not like Sylvester, just calling the IT department directly, because if you burn them once, they will, you know, uh, they will not re return pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah, thank you, Jacek. And basically, I just want to add to that, that, you know, treat the user as a, as a customer. And when I'm a user, like, you know, average one, uh, utilizing a couple of 
web portals, web pages on, on my private life, I would expect similar experience, right? I want to be guided. I want to, I want the, the, the experience to be like, you know, the portal to be intuitive. And, you know, it's, it's, it's not the case that you want to impress the user, look how many services we are providing because I don't care, right? I just want to fix my issue. I want to make it fast. And as you said, when you go there, you were, you were told this is the right place to, to, to find the solution. If you are not finding it in couple of seconds, not minutes, really seconds, then even if finally you will be able to find the right place, the right link, you will remember that, no, no, it was a waste of time. I, I'm, I'm, I'm rather sending an email or calling the IT department. That's the whole story. And we cannot underestimate that, right? Now, just to move forward a bit, uh, I just want to remind you that you can ask the questions during the, uh, the whole presentation. Now, let's, let's think that I was able to actually find the right link, right? So I was browsing and five minutes later, I clicked the right place and and there is end user form. And let me let me open the form. Uh, one second. Clicking the link. Yeah, hope you can see it. That's that's the form. It's it's pretty basic. The first impression is um, maybe not that good because already I see that there is like a couple of fields, and some of them. I feel already that they are irrelevant. Anyway, I, I really, I want to, I want my issue to be fixed. That's, that's the whole point. So I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm following the form one by one, even if I think that those fields are irrelevant and it, it is the same story basically, right? I'm, I'm doing the form. I'm just, and some, sometimes I don't know the answers. Uh, I'm just doing it, trying to find the best one. Uh, uh, most probably I, I put the other, yeah, if there is such an option. Anyway, okay, this, the form would probably guide me. Then reporting company, Jesus, I just want to raise my issue. Uh, payment method, well, that's, that's definitely a mistake. And finally, I get to the point where there is a place where I can describe my issue. Okay, let it be that I'm using uh, the laptop and that information is required, right? Um, which one? And then I can put some notes uh, and finally submit. And I'm on the top of the form again, with, without information what, what happened, right? So I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling and I see that, that something is missing, which is for me like, okay, I was following the form. So let me go back again. Um, I went back and I'm scrolling. I'm trying to find maybe this is the place, maybe. But you know, and that's the point where I think no more waste of time. And basically it, it may look very, let's say, as something very simple, but it happens. It happens a lot. And that's the, that's the moment where I, again, I was already calling IT today, but I'm calling them again because I cannot send and submit the request, right? Because I don't know what to do in that moment. Again, phone and calling IT. That's the whole story. Yeah, and as Sylvester said, it's, it, it happens. It happens very often. Um, users, you know, they, they come to this to, to, to a form, and they are not they are very uncertain on what to do, what to actually fill out, uh, what those fields mean. You know, there are overall, and there's probably a lot of uh, fields to fill as well. Uh, like in this case, there's plenty of fields. I mean, my issue is simple, but they're asking for so so many things, and they can become intimidated uh, by such forms. They become basically frustrated because. You know, they're, you're asking them irrelevant questions, at least to, in their eyes. Uh, and, you know, it's also easy for them to make uh, all kinds of errors because if they don't know what the field is asking you, uh, them for, so they, they will just do, they will just be, basically fill out what they think is, is, it's asking them. So 
and it's uh, it can be basically wrong so you know it's basically where the first trap lies that i would like to talk about is you know uh with forms we're very often you know uh giving the user trying to give the users as many options as possible that are related to the issue so um, in this specific case is actually you, you have an option to request for someone else you can report for someone who has a, had an issue uh, instead of yourself. So this is what, where all the other fields come from. And it's, you know, for most users, this would be relevant pretty much. So uh, I would like to show you again, you know, a better example. And this is example from a slightly different field. Um, yes, it is an e-commerce page. And this is, I would like to show you the checkout process. And why am I doing this? I mean, e-commerces are using forms, you know, to actually earn money. Um, whenever you want to buy something, you have to provide information so they can actually, you know, uh, send, the, send the things you want to buy to you. And so you can actually pay for them because you're doing this online. Um, so these forms are optimized because they earn the money, as I said, so they will require as little information as possible for you. So you know, you, you, they're not wasting your time. That's the first thing. Um, they're usually split into separate steps. So you could say they are split into smaller forms within, you know, like one form. Because um, in this particular case, this is actually uh, like a one-page checkout. So everything is on one page. You don't have to actually, you know, click through it. Um, and you know, they also, like you can see the, the first field in here is like, they ask you for the postcode. They have some additional description that, you know, says uh, an example, you can see it's that the post, postcode should be five digits. And this most, most likely also has a, a field validation. So whenever you input a wrong, uh, wrong, wrong text, wrong input, uh, they will, they will, it will tell you that something is wrong. You need to edit it and uh, straight away. So yeah. Yeah, they're preventing errors straight away. Now they very often, you know, have other quality of life uh, things like since you're most of the time, maybe not most of the time, but very often uh, we have a user that is logged in or has provided some kind of information beforehand, so we can automatically field uh, fill some fields for him. So like his uh, shipping address, if you're logged in, you know, every every portal will uh, every e-commerce will save it for you and remember it. So you don't you don't have to do it again, you know. Any kind of optional uh, fields will be actually optional. You have to click to it, click them. So like, for example, providing uh, billing information and shipping information, they're usually mostly the same. You can just usually click to you know use both. I mean, use one one information for both. So, and they're basically optimizing everything because. It's earning them money. They treat you as a paying customer because you are a paying customer, and you know all the same rules apply um, to even to self-service portals, to internal tools, because both, in reality, are just websites. They follow, you know, they, they follow standards, and they actually are, you know, they are actually, you know, uh, giving you new standards. Uh, they are developing them. But what what usually you can do, would say, you know, mostly is basically follow the web standards. And you know this will this alone will give you a good user experience. Maybe not great, maybe not personalized, but it will also be good. So, so like to, to, to summarize it, you know, you you basically want to guide your users. It's it's the same as in previous previous example. You want to guide them slowly uh, through the process because you know they they they're not you know you, you can always assume they're you know not knowledgeable about what they're doing actually and. You want to prevent errors. You want to, you know, basically make sure that it's very easy for them to do, and it's actually optimized for it, and they will end up, you know, not being frustrated. Maybe, maybe even actually be satisfied with it. That's the goal. And when they're satisfied, they will return. They will use it again, and you know, your service will actually fulfill its purpose. Yeah. Thank you, Jacek. And basically, uh, the comment from my side. I'm the user. And again, like if I'm a, if I'm buying some something, like on the example, right? I, I actually I want to to buy something. I want to achieve. I want to acquire something or a, the product or the service, whatever. 
So I want to provide the, the required information, like, uh, so willingly I'm populating the form, like what's the deliver address, for example, right? But if I'm working and I'm uh, uh, encountering issue and I want, so I don't want to do that. It's, it's, it's not that I'm doing that willingly. It's not a part of my job, right? So as fast as possible, I, I want to switch from uh, the, 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 this like crisis mode. I want to open a form, do it quickly, submit, and that's it. I don't want to spend the time. And on top of that, I don't want to be asked those stupid questions. Like for some of them, I don't know the answer. For the others, I simply, I, I see that the data should be there, provided that it's, it's in the system, like, I don't know, location or, or company or whatever. So, so we should think about it as well. And of course it may be, uh, you can think it's very basic, uh, basic example, but when we are working with the customer, we still see this kind of an examples. Anyway, let's say I managed to, to submit the form. So I was searching, I was uh, populating the form uh, after that, and finally I submitted the ticket. And then what, what is happening? Um, actually, our case is that nothing is happening, right? As a user, I want to be informed. I want to be immediately informed what is happening with my issue, right? That, 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 that's my expectation, at least. Now, during the day, nothing is happening. Well, what I do, I'm grabbing the phone and calling IT, asking what, what about my issue? Is it fixed? Whatever. What is happening? They actually are not answering my, my, my calls already and uh, not answering my emails as well. Now, and the, 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 the day is gone and then uh, the issue is not fixed. And next day in the morning, I opening my laptop and see this. And I think like, wow, my, my, my IT department, my beloved IT department just spammed me with the messages. And, uh, uh, and that's the first impression like, uh, they are spamming. Then if I just consider the topics and the information uh, uh, on, on this view, like, okay, seven messages, uh, nothing probably that relevant. Anyway, if, and that's a very big if in such a scenario, right? If I'm going to open the message, it, it would be probably any of those messages. It would be probably the, 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 the one from the top, the, the, the last one. And I see this. So your ticket has been assigned to Joe. Great. Uh, IT equipment issue. Uh, uh, by the way, before there was a uh, like information, your ticket has been open. Wow, amazing. I did that, so I know it was opened. And uh, then assigned again, title, waiting for an approval twice because saying it once is, is not enough, apparently. Uh, the, the, the action date, whatever that means, and some moment will require a reset to factory standards. Great, but still, I don't know if I should do that or someone will do that for me, etc., etc. And this is, uh, this is my experience. It's a part of the, of, the, of the solution, right? The notification. So this is why we're, we are talking about it. But that's it. Ah, by the way, after such a uh, reading such a notification, what I would do, of course, I would call IT department saying, what the hell is happening with my issue? And one more thing, I would create a rule in, in the Outlook saying, all the emails from this address going directly to spam. That That's what would happen. Yeah, I also like the suggestion from Outlook uh, at the bottom of the message, the first one, what is this? And this is basically, I think, Sylvester's rea reaction. What is this? I mean, you know, uh, it happens commonly still. Like in this case, it probably was, you know, uh, it wasn't probably thought out uh, very well. 
it might have been, you know, the, the system is actually, uh, the notification system is maybe like out of the box developed by, you know, an actual developer, not a designer. And, you know, it was just doing basic things. We want to have a notification system. We want to update our users about, you know, what is happening with their tickets and basically every kind of change or almost every kind of change is actually sending a notification with the, with the ticket and the user actually, you know, we know, we know how complex the backend processes are and they're not just like three simple steps. Like you maybe in the previous case of e-commerce where you have three simple steps and it's done. Now it's more complicated like, like this. And, you know, very often, and this is the first trap is basically either it's not designed properly and it's using some basic, uh, you know, form of notifying, or maybe it's sometimes it's actually even deliberate. Like we want to keep our users informed. So we're sending them, uh, you know, all kinds of important statuses and then maybe it's actually not important for the, to, to the user. Like the user will probably only want to know very, very few things. Like obviously when it's actually opened, when it's being uh, looked at maybe, uh, and when it's closed are like the most important things. And then everything else that is, is important is probably anything they actually need to like take an action on. So maybe, you know, there be, they will be uh, contacted soon by the, you know, uh, service desk agent, or maybe they have to provide some extra information. So this is obviously important uh, for their issue, for processing the issue. They would like to know probably about it. And, you know, anything they can actually act upon. So um, in, in this case, it's, you know, it's also the visuals which are important. Like this is plain text. It's like someone sent an email uh, from an outlook. Uh, also the messaging, you know, it's like basically someone just threw the, you know, an Excel sheet here, just some kind of in and know what means. So yeah. it was this and what to actually you know, make it look good because if it looks like this, if it looks low effort, I mean, it kind of implies that it's low importance. Maybe it's just subconsciously, but it, it, it does that. It does that. So, so I would like to show you again, a better example of a notification uh, that is actually, you know, well-designed. Uh, okay. So what we see here is pretty much nearly everything we saw there, the message is obviously slightly bigger because, you know, it's supposed to be, you know, pleasing to the eye as well. You know, you know, we, so as I mentioned, it's not, it doesn't look low effort. So you have the main message, uh, right at the top. It's almost there. You know, you already know, uh, you know, this is, uh, your issue is being processed and it's almost ready, I guess. Uh, then you have this, that it's, it's on its way to be resolved. It's some kind of technician is taking care of it. Uh, then we have some, I don't know, more specific, uh, uh, information about it. And then you have something, you know, very, very easy on eyes. You have a, a neat visualization of, of the process. As you can see, it's a simple three-step process. And for the user, you know, maybe from their perspective, it's actually all there is to it. Uh, so it's being like, as you can see, it's, it's, it's been, it's, it's been reviewed. Now it's being resolved and now you, you, all you have to do is basically wait for it to be closed to be re, to actually be resolved and it have also a link to, to, to the issue itself if you want to uh, somehow just go back to your ticket so you can see it's 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 not even like visually saying wow it's just, it's just simple typography you know it's simple messaging it's being human in the messaging so you know, it's actually like someone told you what is happening instead of just having raw, da raw da data uh, come, come, came, that came from the backend. And basically, so <laughs> to summarize it, you, you basically want to keep users informed uh, on what is happening, but only the very important things. You have to consider what is important to them. Uh, you know, you have to assume they don't want to be spammed, um, don't want to, you know, uh, you, they want to only, you know, like very, just basically the start and maybe something in between that is happening important and that's it. You don't want to ignore anything. And basically all the, all these tips will make sure they're being informed without being spammed, without being, you know, annoyed, without actually ending up like Sylvester said, he's going to, you know, move all, all, all the messages from your notification system to spam. And now your notification system is 
basically made irrelevant and you wasted time and money. Yeah, and I think Yasako already summarized that. So I would like to, to mention one thing. It's similar to the to the to the approach to the e-commerce and when you treat users as a customers, right? Basically, if you are ordering something, if you're buying something, what's the expectation? You're not expecting the information like, yeah, your order was created. Yeah, of course you did that. Your order was received. Your uh, order or it started to, to be packaged. Your order is packaged. Your order is sent from one warehouse to the other. No, you don't want that. You just want the information. Your order was paid and is going to be delivered tomorrow afternoon. That's it. Otherwise, you want the, you expect the information that when someone is asking you, so actionable thing, but everything else is just a spam. And I believe we should uh, treat the users the same way, right? And if within the, let's say, discovery process, uh, you, 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 you find out that your users want to be, let's say, informed about each and every update on the ticket, for example, that's fine. So at least enable uh, this functionality to subscribe or unsubscribe from the notifications, right? I would probably uh, disable all of them, but if I have right to do that, that may be enough as well, right? And that was the third scenario, as I said, the communication, how you communicate with the user is as well the part of the solution is part of the experience so it's a part of the of the uh, ux experience at the end right and it it, it has to be uh, it is important it uh, you need um, you don't want to underestimate that part as well right and anyway it's a tip of an iceberg right those three simple situations but uh maybe Yasek, you can summarize uh, uh the, the the entire thing yeah, sure, sure. I mean, overall, yes, you you basically don't want to make good user experience because, you know, everyone's telling you uh, because it's the right thing to do because, you know, uh, everyone is so high on the user experience and how important it is because, you know, in the end, it actually uh, gives you results. So you can basically, the example of commercial world, commercial website, it basically proves it. It's like, all these sites are optimizing everything for the user experience because it gives them money and the users actually and both you know internal tools and the commercial websites they bought in the end a website so users will expect the same things from both and you want to make sure it is actually you know you're catering to, to your users and you're actually build, building them for 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 your users and not just for the system itself or, how, or for the processes. So in the end, basically providing a good user experience uh, will make sure that, you know, your service itself is, you know, in a healthy state. It's actually fulfilling its purpose and, you know, it has actually basically good interface. So the users will return to it. They'll be satisfied. Maybe not, they don't actually need to be like satisfied, happy that they, you know, they did what they did. They have to be basically, if they're content, if they are fine with it, it, it they didn't feel they don't feel like, yeah, uh, you know they wasted their time. It's already good, and you know it should be, uh, you know, relevant. Your, your service should be relevant and should stay healthy. Yeah, thank you, Isaac. And from my side, I really like the the point number four, right? Uh, the make good first impression. It, it, it's very important. As I said, like you were told that this is the right place to do certain thing to find the information, to raise an issue, it will be fixed. It will speed up the process. And then if you go there and you are not able to find the information or doing that you're wasting time, then you'll never go there again, right? Then if you make a first good, uh, uh, sorry, if, you, if the first impression is good, then even if there are some minor mistakes after all, maybe one form is too complicated or maybe some information is still hidden, that's still fine. When, But the, 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 the first impression has to be good, right? And on top of that, I would like to mention a very important thing. We are underestimating the, 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 the user experience, 
we invest a lot into automations, orchestrations, we build like perfect processes, but I think we need to remember one thing. Users, they don't see it, right? They will judge you on the thing they see, right? So you, 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 you may have excellent process, automa fully automated, right? But then if the users see like, oh, I don't know, old style portal, uh, uh, not following the, 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 the standards, yeah, they will judge you, right? The same if they are not, let's say, served like they are being served on the, uh, you know, private and commercial world, there will, it will be the same story. Now, as I said, it's still the tip of an iceberg, but before we, we go to, to the Q&A, and because there is a couple of questions, uh, I would like to mention one more thing. Uh, you may find more details because we, we created an ebook, right? Uh, which is called Seven uh, Ways to Improve Your ServiceNow Platform, User Experience Explained. So uh, you, can, you can use this QR code on the screen or you can visit our, uh, our, our page, which is very simple, Spoke. .eu, and uh, you can uh, you can you can uh, uh, find it there. So uh, I encourage you to do that because you will find there uh, uh, more details. Now there are a couple of questions. Uh, let me actually publish them, and we will try to answer. So Jacek, be ready. Questions are super difficult. Yeah, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready. I hope the, they are difficult. All right. Uh, just one second. Okay, I, I think we can we can see the the question. Okay, so how do we know user expectations when building a portal? I think I, I can I can start to answer. We need to ask them, right? And basically. Uh, uh, what I was saying before, it is like underestimated, right? We think that we know our organization, we know what the users want, or, or, or on our example, we think, yeah, let's present uh, all services, the portfolio, because we are so powerful, we have such a great portfolio services, etc., etc. right? And there is a couple of different ways how we may uh, approach uh, approach the users and how we may uh, actually ask them, right? The scoping session is one, but maybe some surveys, maybe some uh, piloting, etc., etc. Yeah, when, when it comes to user experience, you know, the, the, the analysis itself. So this is usually the first step before designing anything. Uh, you want to know the user base, so you basically try to interview them. So yeah, you probably, the most common thing is to basically send a survey uh, with some questions asking about the product and maybe similar other products. So it's, you know, you have a point of, uh, you know, uh, some, something relevant about, you know, the product itself that is not specifically your product. And, you know, it, you don't even, you can do it internally very easily because, you know, you have, you should have, you know, direct access to your users, right? So. And you don't even need a good large sample size. So in general, five people uh, will give you will already give you relevant results. Five people is enough to start doing research. Maybe if you want to do something advanced, then it's then it's probably a bit more users, but it's still within like within a reason. So you don't have to you know like survey so yeah, thousands of or hundreds of people. No, it's it's very very few actually is required to you know get something relevant out of it. All right. So, hope that answered the question. Uh, still thinking in Polish. How, how much time it takes for a new expert, Jacek? How much it would take to to provide the project of the portal interface? So, like project, like you know, the visual visualization. I guess that means. Um, so, you know, like designing the portal itself. So we can, as we said previously, there's a step of analysis. So if we uh, skip that or we already done an analysis. So the project of the portal interface is actually probably the least time consuming, unless it's a, you know, a very large portal, 
many, many, many pages, many sub pages, many, etc. So it's probably the least, actually the least time consuming, uh, thing. And it's probably within between like two weeks, two to four weeks of like, you know, continuous work, of course, uh, which is usually not, not the case. And it's usually, you know, spread out, spread in time. Um, but yeah, that's it. And the, you know, to like explain the, uh, analysis part is usually the, uh, takes the longest because you have to collect data and, you know, actually, uh, find the users, collect the data and analyze it, um, then discuss it with the stakeholders, etc., and actually brainstorm it. So this is the, you know, most time consuming part. All right. So let me open next question. Uh, they are still popping up, but maybe when, when, when it's a good time to, to, to think about UX to include uh, expert like you, uh, Jacek, like before implementation or we go with it and then think, uh, uh, for example, like using the reaction of the users and collecting the feedback, what would you advise here? I mean, yes, you, you want to start before implementation. That's kind of obvious because, because, you know, you actually want to know how to design, uh, the product, the portal. Uh, so yeah, yes, you want, you want to start as early as possible. So basically any kind of like first workshops that are actually just talking about the product, you probably want to include, you know, the, if, if you're considering actual designing, uh, you know, a web interface for it, you probably want to include, uh, you know, a UX expert from this, from the start. So they can actually, you know, understand first, first of all, understand the product, uh, as well as possible. And then actually just, you know, provide some feedback, maybe on the, like the product design level, uh, itself. All right. Thank you. Uh, maybe just another one. Do we need to be in a minimum version of service now to have all functionalities explained? So what we were presenting and the stories, those were the basic things. So the portal, the forms and how you can design them actually, right. Uh, are provided as a framework framework within the, uh, let's say most basic, uh, uh, packages within service. Now, same with the, uh, same with the, uh, notifications, there is an engine you can utilize to, uh, create and, uh, even adjust the formatting, the style and, uh, look and feel of all those elements. So portal forms and, uh, uh and notification that should be available. Then if you think about more advanced with things like, I don't know, maybe a chatbot, which is a part of the uh, user experience as well, then, then you, you would need to explore, uh, uh, let's say additional products from service now, but those three were, uh, were, uh, available. Hope that answers. And, uh, I think that it will be last one for today. Uh, does the UX improvement project require remake of the currently existing architecture of the request catalog? Good question. Jacek, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, it might require, I mean, it, it's, it's very case dependent, I guess. Um, I would answer exactly the same. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very case specific. I would, I would imagine in most cases it would actually require, uh, you know, remaking a lot of the, you know, out of the box things maybe, um, or actually just utilizing them very creatively and, you know, building something else from it. So yeah, it's very case specific. Yeah. So in my eyes, it's the answer is the same. So basically you may uh, apply basic changes to the portal, for example, like saying, okay, display most popular items, display, uh, my favorites, uh, a bit personal, more personalized experience, but then potentially to, to make it even better and more improved, you would be thinking about what's your categorization, right? when the user is navigating through your service categories at the end, right? How they do, or what are the search options, right? Where, if I have the search field on the portal, 
how we how we manage the the, the results right is it only request catalog being uh, but then from the architecture uh, point of view I wouldn't expect much changes right it's rather on the in the way of uh, uh, sorry it's rather in the in the level of uh, uh, you know, categorization, uh, positioning, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Of course, if we talk about the form itself, then it's a completely different story, right? It's 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 like uh, you know, you add the, the variables, uh, you ask the questions, uh, you may be thinking about the gamification, for example, but it's really it's really uh, case dependent, right? Yeah, I would also like to add as well, is that basically service portal, the front end, technically can be built from scratch and actually, you know, uh, be completely built from, from zero to, you know, to, to, to adhere to, to the, you know, different uh, backend or maybe some custom backend or anything. So basically, what we mentioned in the presentation itself, like the, the, the service portal, your portal is basically a website and it's the same within uh, ServiceNow itself. Technically, it can be built from scratch on different technologies. It might be difficult, it might be time consuming, it might not be worth it, but in the end, it can be very customizable. So, yeah, exactly. And you can achieve a lot of, you know, look and feel related uh, things still utilizing the the, the the framework provided within ServiceNow, right? So you can use very different widgets uh, and you can create them on your own. All right, I believe uh, there, there, there are still more questions, but we are going to answer them uh, directly uh, via email communication, for example. So thank you for the questions and thank you for being with us. Uh, uh, yeah, and for the for the for your attention, as you said, it's a it's a very important topic. We cannot underestimate that. This is what, what users see, right? The the interface, nothing else. Uh, so this is why it's important. And uh, yeah, I hope it's not it it, it wasn't uh, the 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 waste of time for you, and may, maybe some inspiration as well. Yeah, I, I hope everyone learns something from it and sees, you know, UX in a, in a slightly different light and have a, have a good day. Yeah, have a great day, guys. Thank you. Yeah.